Coach, it is time. It is that time. It's time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Place where truth confronts BS. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. And you know, these uh, podcasts, uh, our discussions, because I listen to them sometimes, you know, our mm-hmm. discussions, I think about them, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week where I find myself in situations where I'm like, oh, me and Coach just talked about that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're helping others, like they're quite frankly helping me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because it's stuff that we've learned and do, but it's always good to learn. You know, it is. And... For the listener, I think it's really important to know that what you just said mm-hmm. is when we put it on the podcast for you to listen to, it also means that we are walking and living the life that we are talking to you about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The principles that we teach are the principles we live by. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have a bigger desk here, Coach. Did you notice? I probably didn't, but you know. Now you I, did. I, yeah, but I think we're both <laughs> graced to be on the slimmer side. <laughs> yes. That's probably a good thing. So, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Communication. Uh, I basically solve my clients' problems and make them more money, coach. Well, I'm Coach Greg McNeil, I'm the owner of Coach's Corner. Um, Western Alliance for Integrated Health, that's a mouthful, mm-hmm. and SOAR, S-O-A-R, which is coming here to Clovis, Cannon Air Force Base and surrounding counties. I'm excited. Yes, and our goal is to be able to do just that. We want to help you to accomplish the things that you want for your life. Yeah. Healing business. Healing community. That's right. And we talked last week about the DCA, the that's chief right. thing. That's mm-hmm. And I... Um, think it's great your idea to go into the teachability index which i had <clears throat> never heard mm-hmm. until we did the vision workshop mm. and mm. that and honing it down to on a scale of one to ten you pick the eight to tens to put on your you know That's your right. list those two things have helped me tremendously so can you define the teachability <clears throat> index and then we can just dive into that okay <clears throat> so the Teachability Index is first and foremost, it's a product of two different things, right? So the first one is the ability to assess your willingness to learn. Okay. You know, like, what is your willingness to learn on a scale of one to 10, right? So how enthusiastic are you to learn? The second thing is, is what are you willing to change, which is the second part of the formula, Mm -hmm. right? On a scale of 10, what are you willing to Mm. to learn and what are you willing to change i can almost feel people cringing at the word change oh yes absolutely so when we start talking about desire goals um anything that we want to change in our life changing habits exactly so you're always dealing with what we call the teachability index you want something but what are you willing to do to make that happen Mm -hmm. so in the teachability teachability index so your willingness to learn new things is a 10 but your willingness to change, putting down your cell phone or doing other things like that, maybe it's only a five. Ooh, so 10 times five is 50. Yeah. So if your teachability index is only 50%, you know then you're not going to change. Right. Because in classroom work, 50% doesn't get it done. <laughs> <laughs> we it don't doesn't. use yeah we don't use other words around here but you just know if you got 50 percent or something um <clears throat> other than um you're jacked 
Yeah, other than a business deal, yeah, you're jacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you want to change, always assess your willingness to learn and your willingness to make change because you cannot separate those two from one another. I think a lot of people probably don't struggle too much with the willingness to learn as much as they do the willingness to change. Here yeah. is one obstacle that I see, Coach, in people's willingness to change is that often the change that they have in mind can sometimes be imposed on them. Mm, mm. So it's actually not theirs. It's someone else's. We call that imposition. Yes. And we didn't talk about going this direction, but I think it's worth, you know, saying, I mean, if you like look at, I mean, and we always go back to physical fitness, so maybe we can find something else. You know, we were both personal trainers, so that's kind of <laughs> what happens. Fit is in. Yes. So, and that's totally different from, you know, being twiggy and, you know, starving yourself and all that stuff. It's just being strong and healthy, able to do what you want to do. But yes. a lot of people, when they look at their fitness, you know, their need for change, they think a lot of it is imposed upon them by others. And some it's good. Like doctors are like, hey, you need to change this or you might end up with a heart attack. So even right. if <clears throat> the imposition is from an expert that's trying to warn you of a future consequence if you don't make the change, it's still an imposition and it's a bad place to start. Yes, absolutely, because it's somewhere, somewhere along the line, we've all been dealing with impositions. Mm -hmm. And after a while, we start to collect them like old clothes, right? right. <clears throat> and you build up a resistance to the imposition. Yeah. And so this is, again, where we come back to, well, let's figure out what it is that you want. Not what somebody is imposing upon you, but what you want, right? And once you get to that place, now you can really accurately assess what you're willing to do to make the changes in your life. So I'm always practical. So probably what I would do, and normally we don't go too deep into the how, but I think today might be a good, good. We can sprinkle it. Yeah, we'll sprinkle. I think I would probably, like if I was looking at something that's, you know those obligations and things that sit on you that you need to do? Um, Did you see my shoulder slump? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Even slumped in your chair? Yep. But where, again, whether it's a doctor's diagnosis or a financial, you know, situation, you have those things that weigh on you that are shoulds. And they're going to be good. Like if you do them, your life will change for the better. Right. Starting with what you really want, maybe you could almost do like a two-column thing. So I'm just thinking out loud. Okay. Okay. So you could do a two-column thing and maybe put uh, expert or imposition or you know society or culture or whatever it is and what they're saying you mm -hmm. should do okay. so if we take our doctor example where the doctor is serious you mm -hmm. know like your borderline diabetic your you know heart <clears throat> issues these are the changes you need to make right so you write that down like right. that's that maybe just the best word would be the should Okay, the okay. tyranny of the should. Mm -hmm. So just put the should down and then put in another column, what do I want? Mm, there we go. Now, obviously, you don't want to die. No, not before your time, that is. Right. So unless you're wanting to die, then you're probably going to need to find something that you want in that should. Right. Is what I'm kind of thinking. Okay. So it could be like, okay, well, I don't want to give up ice cream which I can't stand ice cream. So we'll just use that as an example. Okay. I don't want to give up ice cream. 
Okay, so then what does it look like where you still can have ice cream but not die from a heart attack or diabetes? Right? Yep. <clears throat> so then you just follow the questions down. It would be like, well, instead of having a huge, you know, two to three servings in a bowl, mm -hmm. I will instead take a scoop, put it in a cup, and stand at the kitchen sink and eat it. Okay. Not sit down and watch TV. You know what I mean? You see I what do. I'm saying? I do. I do. So I do. now, <clears throat> and then you can have that intentional interrupt like we teach our students. Yep. Where I will have ice cream on these three days. Right. And I will eat it this way and I will eat this much at this time. Because a lot of people mindlessly just dole out a bunch of ice cream. They sit in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. They watch their favorite show. What are they scientifically doing, Coach? Neurons that fire together, wire together. They're joining these two things, creating uh, an addiction. Absolutely. So... <clears throat> So here's the other thing. I'm feeling thing. pretty smart right now. Coach. Oh, uh, you. I think that was smart. You're working, working the genius right now. <laughs> so, however you look at your list, mm -hmm. how you want to set up your columns, what we're ultimately saying is whatever it is that you decide is important to you are the things that you want to focus on. Right. And your level or whatever, let me back up. Your desire to achieve that goal mm -hmm. is going to determine what your actions are next. Right. So, for instance, we talked about the doctor gives a, a client, a patient, some information. The truth is, doctors rarely tell a person something that they don't already know. It if you haven't been living, trees if you, BS yeah, there, there you go. So, <laughs> you know, so you hit the scale and you're like, ah, damn, I'm 60 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need somebody to tell you that That's you need true. to make a change. That's true. So if you see a commercial or somebody is saying, hey, look, you know, um, you might need to do something. Don't get mad. Right. Because you were thinking this. And the world just brought that to your attention as right. a reminder because you're not happy in that state. Yeah. <clears throat> our job, our role, like we said at the beginning, is to help you to fulfill whatever your dreams are. Mm -hmm. And we're saying that there is no such thing as real accomplishment without self-discipline. Right, right. Right? Yeah. So when you think about your teachability index... We say, well, what are you willing to do? What is it that you really, really want? I mean, mm -hmm. really want, not something that you you feel lukewarm about because you're not going to change. <clears throat> what is it? And once you identify that, as soon as you identify it, there is a, a behavior that is associated with that desire that you need to incorporate so you can bring whatever it is that you pursue to fulfillment, right? Yeah, so we've talked about, you know, if you don't even have a desire to change as far as a teachability index because it's under the tyranny of the shoulds, like you say. But, you know, what you're saying now, I mean, you can literally create the desire for change by envisioning what you want life to look like. So if we go Beautiful. back to, and I've got a real life, I've actually got two real life examples but if we go back to the ice cream example and okay. the doctor, okay? 
the how that you know is however you want to do it. That was a suggestion, right? That, right. But you may need to go beyond uh, as far as like the immediate. Hey, you need to do this so you don't die. Um, what if it is? I want to see my great grandchildren. Right. <clears throat> I want to be able to see my grandchildren get married, you know, grow up, get married, or whatever you know life goal they may have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now you're taking it outside of the should to what you want life to look like. You know, uh, how are you moving? How are you feeling? How's your emotional state? How are you financially? Like these are things where now you're outside of, hey, this, because I've seen plenty of people, they're told if they don't change particular habits, you see all this, uh, all this all the time with drug addiction, right. alcohol addiction. Right. The idea that if you don't stop something, you're going to die, it doesn't work. It doesn't because they don't understand how the brain is working. How, right. Like you just said, once nerves are firing together, mm-hmm. they always fire together. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit this morning. Um, you are always engaged in a practice. Yes. Every time you think about certain things daily, hourly, moment by moment, year by year, you are creating a practice in your life, which we would call a a habit. It can look in many different ways, but you're creating one. And after you have been practicing this way for some years, and then you decide that I need to make a change, then you have to understand what's involved. This is why you're talking about, you know, to use a drug example, if you've never done drugs before, it probably doesn't make sense to you. Right. But let's just say um, you have a cellular phone and you're active on your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And so as you're listening to me right now, I'm saying since you have a, a voicemail set up and you receive text messages and emails, so you never really are going to miss anything, are you? Okay, listener, you hearing me? So... You're not going to miss anything. So why don't you put your phone down for exactly 60 minutes? Mm-hmm. Now, you just heard that, right? Some of you are probably saying, nope, can't do it. Right. All right, then. If you can't sit your phone down for 60 minutes because you're concerned you might miss something or whatever it else. Now, think about what you would be dealing with if you're taking a substance that makes you feel so extraordinarily good yeah. every time you use it. Yeah. So gives us a better way to appreciate addiction. It's not always a drug. Right. The drug is the name we give it, but the addiction could be to anything that we are attached to, that we have a difficult time letting go, that we have developed psychological patterns or yeah. habits around. Yeah, which that can become a wall of resistance to the teachability index on the willingness to change. Exactly. So creating that willingness to change, maybe in situations where it's uh, important for your future safety and well-being. Uh, I know like whenever, uh, you know, I've talked about this many times, you know, a healthy community, a healthy business mm-hmm. is healthy financially, it's healthy emotionally. Like you can think of businesses as if they're like people. They're exactly. you know, entities. Yeah. Uh, they're like people and they have their own personalities, their own strengths, own weaknesses. Well, uh, you know, when I looked at, um, again, our financial situation years ago, there was a strong motivation to learn and there was a strong motivation to change. 
because of, and here, well, you must have feared bankruptcy. No, it was integrity. Because to me, even though I didn't like the credit card companies, now they take advantage of people and they wouldn't help me, I made the mess. I was going to pay for it. Right. Now, that's not saying anybody that's ever filed for bankruptcy doesn't have integrity because I know several wonderful people that do. But for me, it was my own personal decision. Right. I would have felt like I stole that money, right? Right. So I had a value that was important to me that was guiding me in that decision. And I did whatever it took. And now those lessons learned guide my day-to-day choices, right? Absolutely. When I um, had Kent... Uh, let's see, before I had Kent, I weighed like 120 pounds, way too skinny, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mike said I looked like a skeleton. But anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't try though. I just, I'd eat whatever and nothing would happen. Then you have a kid. And all of a sudden your hair changes, your body changes. <laughs> and I'm like, man, my metabolism is not like it used to be. But I loved donuts. Okay. And I didn't eat them tons, but I was like, okay, how can I make sure I stay on the path that I have chosen to be healthy, right? And uh, so I just said, I know what I'll do. I will reward myself once a week to a donut. And I had conditions, okay? (laughs) So I had my conditions. I had some tools I put Mm -hmm. in place. Mm -hmm. I I don't believe in dieting, so I still ate what I wanted just not in excess. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I remember every week, if I met my goals, I would drive to Walmart and I would get my donut. And that's all I went in there to get was my donut. And then after a while, that donut started tasting a little too sweet mm-hmm. because my taste buds changed. Right. And it didn't set right in my it, body. Yes. And so before long, I didn't even want the donut. And uh, so one of the graphics that you had shown me Mm-hmm. Uh, before I think is our training last week mm-hmm. was and you can see it at your coach's corner uh, Facebook page because right. it, it should be publishing soon but it had a picture of two ladders and yes. <clears throat> one ladder had the big rungs you know like uh, wide apart mm-hmm. and then the other ladder had the little they were you know much closer making it easier to climb that ladder right can you get into that because that's kind of what happened with me i didn't make mm. huge sweeping changes that were hard i had very small <clears throat> little steps can you go into that a little bit and how it helps you yes so um as sherry said it's on our facebook page coach's corner mm-hmm. uh, at facebook so the the two ladders um, I just thought they were a perfect example. You see, one of the things that happens to us when we begin a new um, venture, exercise, uh, whatever it is that we're pursuing, mm-hmm. we have a really big dream and an idea of what it looks needs to look like. But it's not always manageable. Right. Okay. So when you look at the ladder where the rungs are really far apart and it looks like you can't reach the very first rung... Now we're looking at a goal that's really out of sync with where we are as a person, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is what I want to do, but I can't reach it. Right. So for instance, I'm since it's on the Facebook page and fitness is one of the things that we do. Right. So <clears throat> here's what that looks like. So this ladder in that picture is to the, to the right. It's got a huge um, rung. You can't reach it. So how does that translate into, let's say, fitness? So the person says, I need to lose 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's a big goal. Yeah. But 
what they want to do right now is they want to go on, I'm going to fast and then I'm going to go on a 500 calorie diet. And then in in between all of that, I'm going to enroll in as many cardiovascular classes as I absolutely can. I've seen this, Coach. Oh, absolutely. This is what I'm saying. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on for a second. Mm -hmm. So guess what? It's three years. Mm-hmm. Now you are 70 pounds overweight mm-hmm. because you could never reach the goal. Why is that? Because it was set too far. Yeah. It was an impossible task. Now you look to the left of that picture. Now the rungs are closer together. You can reach them. You can climb up. And if you take a look at that picture, you'll notice one is standing at the bottom and the other one is at the top of the ladder. Yes. So now we take this same person Miss, Mr. or Mrs. 60 pounds I want to lose, but they're taking small steps. So small step is they start thinking about what it is that they truly want. That's right. step one. Right. What do you want? Step two, what do I need to do in order to be able to make that happen? Mm-hmm. So guess what? If there's certain things that you have been eating that you know you need to get rid of, you don't want to quit those things cold right, turkey. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You want to ease off of that. What did you just say? You know what? I still like donuts, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you do? You rewarded yourself, right? Yeah. And because you rewarded yourself, donuts didn't dominate in your mind. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the person who is gentle with their process when they go on to any lifestyle change, like as far as eating and things like that are concerned, if you do it in such a way that you can harmonize with the change at each step of the way, it doesn't feel too big for you. And now all of a sudden the person is actually able to notice they're getting results. They've lost five pounds one week. The next month they realize they've lost eight pounds. And then three months down the line, all of a sudden now they're starting to experience accelerated weight loss. But it started first with the decision to really think about what they wanted Put a plan in place so that they could achieve it, right? But having a plan that was reasonable so that there could be um, discernible goals that are being achieved step by step, right? Because each ladder, excuse me, rung on the ladder is an opportunity to accomplish some task. And if you keep them small, then they're a lot easier. I think signs that maybe you have a goal that's beyond your reach uh, as far as you know, starting the step toward implementing it would be frustration. That's right. Frustration, fear, mm-hmm. and doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think it's important when you're talking, Coach, I had this thought, sometimes it feels good making the goal. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like you feel good making a goal. You feel good writing that goal down. Mm-hmm. But then when you have to start implementing it and you take steps that are way too big, uh, All of a sudden, it changes, and that goes back to the Teachability Index. Yes, it is. Because, uh, you know, another thought I had when you were talking, too, is the willingness to learn. Right. So the willingness to change, you know, that is going to be personal for everybody. Mm -hmm. They're the the only ones that are going to know their willingness to change. Right. But if they can take the tyranny of the shoulds out of it Mm -hmm. and create Mm -hmm. a picture of what they want their life to look like, I think that will help them in that factor, Right. It absolutely will. The willingness to learn is where education comes in. And when I think back to those two times in my life of the uh, baby fat and then the 
the uh, financial situation, I was empowered by education. Mm -hmm. However, the teachability index now, looking back, because I'd never heard of it until the beginning of this year, mm -hmm. had to play a factor because I could have learned all day long and been happy because I'm a learner. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had to implement the change and so my willingness to change and my willingness willingness to learn were very high. Right. So if you take the willingness to change is like a nine, your willingness to learn is say like an eight, you've got what, a 72% chance you're going to be successful. That's right. And so making sure those numbers are above, I mean, even if it's eight and eight, you've got a way better chance than if it's like 10 and three, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the and this is one of the reasons why I've adopted the practice of keeping things simple mm -hmm. because over the course of the centuries that we've been educating ourselves on how to be successful, there are certain things that ring true throughout the throughout time. Yeah. And the first thing is, what is it that you want? Yeah. And how badly do you want this thing that you are saying to yourself? because that sets the stage for your behavior. Yeah. So if we're talking about making a change, your teachability index is going to let you know exactly how much you desire this outcome that you may be in conversation with others about. Yeah. Oh, I wanna do this or I wanna do that. Okay, sure, that's what you wanna do. All we have to do is sit back and watch because what we're watching is the other product of your teachability index, your willingness to make changes, yes. right? And we can see that everybody else can see it. And so the expression is, it's not what you say, it's what you do. Mm -hmm. That's your teachability index right there, right? Mm -hmm. We can see it in what you do. And if you desire it strongly enough, your actions are always going to support. Follow. Yes, it is. And then you'll start to get things done slowly but surely. And again, we go back to this, the two latter examples. If you do it in small steps, you get there. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about the small step. Small step does not imply slow. It doesn't. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. It, I accomplished my goal as far as the, um, I think I had to lose probably about, is probably about 80 pounds actually. Mm -hmm. And my primary motivation was number one, I'd never been that heavy. So it, it did bother me. Right. Uh, I wanted to feel good in my own skin. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is I'm like, man, if I go on this trajectory, am I going to get to see my grandkids? Right. You know? So mm -hmm. I was, that really bothered me because my family had a history of diabetes and heart attacks. Um, as far as a financial, I mean, you know, $56,000 of debt dominantly paid in one year. Right. There you go. It was very quick. Uh, and I just kept that vision in front of me. But, you know, when you think back to, do you really want it? People are like, yes. When you say, well, we'll see the evidence by what you do. Just look at your own evidence. That's right. Look are you your... doing? Exactly. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to switch a little bit because I don't actually think about grandkids, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, it doesn't mean that I don't think grandkids are important or cool. But I'm still a person who has a lot of life to live. Yes. So while grandchildren and things like that in the future sounds great, but I'm connecting Travel. to I'm connecting oh, the grandkids dang. 
mm-hmm. way down the long, mm-hmm. Round, mm-hmm. line. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, what about those of you who are in relationships, right? And you're thinking you want more joy in your relationship. Yeah. Well, if you feel better, you have more joy in your relationship because remember, when you form a couplehood you encourage one another, yeah. right? So there's a lot of different ways to look at this. So again, find the thing that really, truly motivates you to change and let it be real so that when your evidence is required of you as a testimony of your change, you can look and say, you know what? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to continue to do because what I'm doing fits for me the life that I want and I believe I can have it and I believe I can deserve it. And so this is why my teachability index is a 10 and a 10. Yeah, there's a, you know, a healthy people equals a healthy community. Yes. And you can apply these principles even to your business, the different changes you want to see. Um, I was thinking, you know, one of the things I've been working on uh, recently is you know, obviously, um, people locally know I am a conservative. Oh, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> and um, You're hanging out with me. Watch out. <laughs> and uh, they also know I, I am still an avid Trump supporter, right? Ooh, she's and a so Trump supporter. <laughs> because of that, and if y'all want to stop listening, you know, that's Don't funny. stop listening now. We're healing but, business, healing community. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. But what I do want to get into is because of now a new administration and some of the things I've been seeing, um, especially with our military, uh, there's been a lot of anger. You know, right. And you know, that's usually my first emotion. Mm-hmm. It's like a firecracker, mm-hmm. a, you know, flare up. Got uh, it. And that's a process because I get all stoked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nothing was working. And quite frankly, I didn't want to not be angry because I think a lot of what's happening is stupid mm-hmm. and it's injustice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I need to come to terms with that. So then the second decision I made was like, okay, well, you can't keep functioning in anger because there's health benefits as well as, or health uh, consequences as well as, you know, relationships and things like that. It always spills over. That's anger right. always leaks. That's right. And I'm like, okay, so what can be my primary motivation for change? I decided um, that it was going to be love hmm. because... A lot of people know as well, I'm a Christian, and which that doesn't need to, you know, stop anybody from listening either. But to me, God is love. And so I'm like, okay. Speak on it. Speak this was on like it, two, two Go weeks ahead ago. Now. There it is. There it is. So I was like, all right, I'm going to read the love chapter every day if it kills me. <laughs> because I'm killing myself with anger, right? Oh. So I get out the Passion Translation, which I absolutely love, and I just read 1 Corinthians 13, the part about love is... And I just read it over and over every day. So I took the very first line, kind of like just knocked me over. Because it says this, love is large and love is incredibly patient. Mm. So I'm all, love is large. And I don't know why that hit me, but I'm like, man, that's big. It is. That encompasses all aspects of life, right? Mm-hmm. Incredibly patient. Patience is not my strong suit. Being mm-hmm. a D, we like things yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's what here's where it works itself out. Here's the teachability. Here's the desire mm-hmm. for change. So, Mike will be watching the news. I'll see something. I'll feel, feel that heart rate start getting up. I'll start maybe hearing a few cuss words in my head. 
and Mike will look at me, and I'm like, love is large and incredibly patient. <laughs> but that's, that's powerful. I say it out loud. There you go. And it's like a, on the, the, flick, the flame, you know what I mean? That's it's like, exactly right. It, it pinches it out. And uh, so it's not to say I don't feel that initial mm -hmm. rise of that coming mm -hmm. up. But I'm like, you know what? Love is large and incredibly patient. Now, sometimes it'll, you know, get past that. And I'll be like, they're stupid. What an idiot. You know, like I'll just whatever, you know, I'll say it out loud. They're lying. You know, like something like that. And then I'm like, oh, 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 love is large and incredibly patient. So a saying, you know, uh, uh, I guess some people call them mantras, but a decree, you know, it, I say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm saying it over and over on the inside. Mm -hmm. But I will say it over and over, and it's been very helpful. You know, <clears throat> what you commit to memory, mm -hmm. you repeat, mm -hmm. right? So you repeat positive things. That's what's in your memory. Yep. So, again, we're talking about teachability index. But what we're really saying is... What are you willing to do mm -hmm. to have the life that you absolutely believe that you're capable of experiencing? Yeah. You know, what if you believe you could have that life? Then what are you willing to do? Well, what you're saying right now is the position, the philosophy, the religion, the Christianity that you embrace, it says... You can't do this if your heart and your mind is full of anger. Right. Now, none of that says that you can't get upset with something that's not, that you don't think is correct. Right. It just says there is a way that you have to manage your thoughts, your feelings, and ultimately your actions. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Which is the same thing that we're saying to, again, we said this at the beginning, if we put it on tape, We've had to walk through yes. it. Yes. Otherwise, we have no credibility with you. Yeah. Right? Oh, go ahead, Coach. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. So, we're saying it's like, so what are you willing to do? You just said, hey, look, you know what? I believe certain things. And because mm -hmm. of that, I'm going to always hear that love is large. Right? And incredibly patient. And yes. incredibly patient. Because you know that it is a gift from a source outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be in harmony with that source, then you get in harmony with that source. Yeah. Well, this is what we're saying. You have something that you desire. Sometimes you don't always know exactly what it is, but like certain math equations, we can find out what something is yeah. by knowing what it is not, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know that you're not happy, but you know you want to be happy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what would it actually take for you to be happy? What would it look like? This is what you have to do. Your teachability index then shows up when you say, I am committed to take this action mm -hmm. because this action is consistent with me achieving whatever that is I want to experience. Again, the individual decides on what that experience is. Yeah. What we're saying is your actions are going to dictate whether or not if you achieve that. And in order for that to happen, you must desire whatever you're after more than being stuck yeah. in the place that you've been. That's what it felt like, like a record where it got stuck in a groove. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing, there were two thoughts I had in closing, and we'll let you finish up, Coach. But one of the things I had was I had to look at the evidence mm -hmm. 
of the effect it was having externally. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, injury uh, to my shoulder, um, tightness, and cl even clenching of my teeth, I mm -hmm. could feel. Um, I was getting snappy, mm. um, and I was getting very negative. Mm. Uh, so I, I noticed those types of things because I'm generally a very positive person. Actually, I may mm. see things negative, but my dad was an eternal, it still is an eternal optimist, mm -hmm. and so he always saw the cup half full. That's right. Uh, and so that wasn't true to who I was, and so I wanted to get that back. But the other thing is when I what the neurons that fire together wire together, it. What my statement is from that, um, like uh, one of our students was saying today when she heard grace above grind, it just went deep in her. Yes. When I read love is large, mm -hmm. that went deep. There was an emotional tie to that idea. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's been so effective. So it's important. You can't just throw a bunch of positive statements together, you know, and think that's going to help you. There needs to be things that, again, that desire for learning and change wires with an emotional component. And when you have that, you have better chance of success. You know, that's just perfect. Um, I was just... Well, we should end there then. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think we can um, wrap this up fairly quickly. And I'll just say this. So there was a book one time written called The Secret. It was a bestseller. And then after a while, it faded. Mm -hmm. Then we have a Bible. And then we have all of these other books. And then we have all of these tremendous speakers and motivators throughout the world. And so we have their DVDs, their books, and we listen to their podcasts. And then you're thinking, well, why am I struggling? Because there's an ingredient in there. No matter what it is that you hear, yeah. your teachability index is embedded in all of that information because it says the dream is real. What has been promised to you is real. It's not fraud, but there's something that you have to do. You have to produce the evidence that you believe first that you can have what you want. Yes. And then secondly, you will do whatever is necessary for you to make that happen. And so often... We forget that peace in life. Yeah. So when you start to engage in something new and then a familiar pattern comes around and you feel that same stuck feeling, the anger, the frustration, anxiety, depression, maybe even the uh, sabotage, and you feel yourself ready to quit, stop right there yeah. and ask yourself, how badly do you want what you're after? Because you're only setting up your own test so that you can verify to yourself that what you are saying is true. Yes. The process prepares you for the end, the promise, really. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It absolutely does. All so, right, Coach. Oh, you have got something else? i got to say something really quick. So if you've never watched the Mulan show with um, Eddie Murphy as the dragon. I love Eddie Murphy. Uh, you have to watch this because here's Greg and Coach Greg and Sherry. So Sherry is the short one with that's like, ah, and then I'm... <laughs> And then I'm the big one that comes behind and it's like, let me give you this hug. Because <laughs> we, we're both D's, right? But we have to be able to do that. So this is why we laugh a lot, because we understand the intensity that we bring to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. ladies and gentlemen, 
bring to us your questions. Yes. Tell us where they tell them where they yeah, can find so us. Yeah, so they can uh, look in the show notes. I always yeah. have our websites, our email. Uh, I'm sure you can find our phone numbers on our websites as well. So that's in the show notes. And then also, uh, please review because review will reviews will let it gain. Up mm-hmm. in the, the, I guess you'd say, food chain on Apple Podcasts and other places. And share it. Because, you know, that um, cliche, share if you care. You know, you hear that all the time in network marketing and stuff. But it really is true. If you really care about people and you want to see your community uh, healed, your business healed, and your own person healed, your relationships healed, in all aspects of life, you know, spread the love. Because it always comes back to you. Yeah, because you want to come and see us. You oh, really do. yes. <laughs> And we do have coaching in our coaching intensive. And we've got a plan outside of SOAR. We have a plan we're working on, too. Absolutely. That we'll be announcing in the uh, next probably about three months. All right, then. Well, All right, it. Coach. That's yeah. good. Yeah.